from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. George Camel, the co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour with Rachel Cruz, is my co-host today. And announcing uh, this week a brand new YouTube show, The George Camel Show, on YouTube. Uh, produced, of course, here by Ramsey Networks. Joe, exciting week for you. we got an incredible team Joe, that George, produced this. Is, yeah. I'll take Joe Camel. It's a different spin. But this <laughs> this is big. I've I've done a lot of things with the Ramsey Network, with Bard Future, Fine Print, Ramsey Show, Smart Money Happy Hour. But this one is truly me, uh, just the purest form. In all the snark, all the pop culture, all the deep dives, all of the nerdery. And I really just want to help people um, understand the truth about money and how to actually win because there's a lot of myths and a lot of hope stealers out there telling you the wrong ways to do it. And so I just want to swim upstream and try to help people do it the right way because that's what happened for me. I went from negative net worth to millionaire by following a proven plan. Uh, If you listen to the show, you know the plan. And I just want to show people it still works today, even in this economy. Stacy's in Shreveport, Louisiana. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> no problem. Never lost a patient. How can we help? Okay. I, it's just a question that my husband and I disagree on. Um, he's had an American Express card since he was 18. He's 52 now. That's precious. And he says that he cannot shut that card down because if he does, it'll destroy his credit. And we don't use the card, that card. Well, we don't use any card at all now. But he he's, hasn't used that card for many, many, many years, but he still pays a $250 annual fee to keep the card. And right now, I've, we're, like, turning no more credit cards anymore at all. I've, we've, I've convinced him. He he was a credit card user. I'm not. And um, I'm, I'm saying that we shouldn't pay this annual fee. We just shouldn't have that credit card at all. And he just is in total disagreement because he says his credit will tank if we do that. So that's why I'm asking you. He still he doesn't use the card. He doesn't use the card. No, no. He had three other cards that he was using, but now we're not using it as of this weekend. <laughs> so you're not borrowing any money anywhere ever. Oh, well, we have debt. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we have debt. Well, let me yeah. help you. An American Express card that you don't use does not affect your credit. Okay. It only affects your credit if you use it. He says if he if he shuts that card down, like he's he wrong. doesn't pay this annual fee, it's he's going to tank his credit. He's wrong. Okay. He's mathematically I, wrong. It's not a it's not a philosophy. Mechanically, the way the algorithm is used at FICO to create a credit score, it has to do with activity. If you have zero activity on your accounts, you don't have a credit score. Okay. It's based on activity. And so it says, so if he, if he puts it in the drawer and never gets it out and pays $250, it's not helping nor hurting his credit in one, not one iota. It just does. It's not how it works. I guess he said that since he's had it, since he was 18, it doesn't matter. Is it a pet or a card? It's a pet at this point. I think it's a pet. It's largely emotional. I remember getting rid of my blankie when I turned into an adult, and he needs to do the same. That's all this is. Yeah. It's just a blankie at this point, and it's special to him because it, it walked with him through all the seasons of life, it, but it's it, not It was helping. the first person that told him he was an adult. 
It was his first love. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he thinks that all of our kids should get a credit card when they turn 18 to get their credit going. Well, let's so talk, let's talk about that for a second, because that, I think that's the core issue, not whether you keep a stupid American Express card for $250 and don't use it, which is irrelevant. But uh, So the bottom yeah. line is he still believes that being in debt is the best way to live your life and to prosper. He doesn't believe that now. I think he did. I mean, okay, then no, 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 because there's no other reason he needs to be confronted on this because there's no other reason to build your credit. You don't need credit unless you're going to borrow money. Yeah. And I think that we'll see, we might, well, we have a mortgage right now and he works in Shreveport. I actually live, well, we live about an hour and a half away, an hour and 20 minutes away. So we rent an apartment in Shreveport as well. So we had talked about buying something like a little townhome there because he's, his kids live in Shreveport. So this is our second marriage. Okay. So you so, have two so, mortgages? So you would go. So we you, don't now. We're renting. So an we apartment. want to preserve our credit so that we can go into debt. And we want our kids to get a debt, go into debt yeah. so that they can get into debt. So that why? So they can build their score so they can get into debt. Why would they build their score? Because we could build our score. And we, if we're in debt, we can right. build our score and then we can go into debt. This yeah. whole FICO thing is a dog chasing its tail. Okay. It's designed for the banks, by the banks, to prosper only the banks. Okay. And so if you're not going to go into debt, if you're not going to teach your kids to go get a car loan, if you're not going to teach your kids that debt is a survival mechanism, because, see, your FICO score is a, has zero indication of your net worth. I can hand you a million dollars today. It does not change your stupid credit score one iota. Okay. Your income could go to a million dollars a year. It does not change your credit score. It is not an indicator of financial health. It's an indicator right. of how much you play kissy face with the bank. Mm-hmm. That's it. That That's all it's sense. for. Yeah. That's all it's for. Okay. So if they want to buy a house and they had zero credit score, I think you did that, George. I, you know what? It's the very first video that launched on my YouTube channel today, Stacy. You can't, I mean, that was not even a pitch, but it's right there. How you gotta, I bought a house you gotta, with no credit you score. You got to go pull up George Camel on YouTube and you and your husband watch it tonight. Okay, and then so you don't send need it to the kids. To buy a house. You don't need a credit score to buy a house. There's even a, if you're borrowing money? Even if you're borrowing money. It's called manual okay. underwriting. I'll walk you through it in that video on the YouTube channel, but it's real simple. And I did it myself. Once you're out of debt, about six to 12 months later, the credit score disappears. You close all the accounts, and then you go through this process. You need a good down payment. You need to have your income. You need to have your W-2s, a little more paperwork. But it really didn't break my back, and I got a great interest rate because I had a good down payment on a 15-year fixed rate. I recommend your kids do the same if they want to build wealth. Okay. Or they could be 52 in debt hanging on to their blankie. It's up to them. Yes, it's up to them. Well, I mean, but he did ask somebody. I said, don't ask the bank, but ask some. And he asked a financial person at the place he works, at the car dealership he works at. And she said, do not get rid of it. I mean, she she said, your, your credit score will go way down. Don't do it. It's worth the 50 points on your credit score to pay $250 a year. And I totally disagreed. But... I said, well, I'm going to ask Dave Ramsey. I'm going to call Dave Ramsey. Do some of your own research. I mean, I I can just tell you the algorithm on the way the the way FICO works. We've been trashing FICO for years. They would have come back and haunted us by now if we weren't telling the truth. The ghost of FICO. Yeah. It's uh, don't don't worship at the altar of the great FICO and a finance manager to car dealerships, just a dumb banker. I mean, that's all. They couldn't get a job at a bank. 
their incentive and motive is to get you into debt and keep you in debt. That's now, how they, they make they their money. All they do is deal with people in debt all day long. But they just want you in debt. They, they lost hope a debt. long time ago. All the time. It, and so, yeah, they worship at the altar of the FICO. So a 40-point move, a two-point two move on a FICO scares them to death because they worship the great FICO. When you have a zero FICO score and you pay cash, you um, don't worship there anymore. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. When's the last time you were excited about a Monday? What if instead of waking up exhausted, you felt exhilarated? Can't wait to get to work. Another day to do what you love. In a world where bare minimum Monday has taken the place of quiet quitting, it's clear that people are craving work that matters, meaningful work. But finding the career you were born to do can be really hard if you don't have the right tools. That's why career and work expert Ramsey personality Ken Coleman created the Get Clear Assessment. It's an incredible assessment. It'll help you discover your top talents, passions, a clear mission statement to help you find the work the world needs you to do. After taking the quick assessment, you'll get a custom report with everything you need to do to take the first step towards a meaningful career. I took this. It was pretty amazing how much it nailed me. I mean, it's really well done. It just completely read my mail. Yeah, it's not not like I was looking for work, but it was just I took it to test it as it the validation. C- as the CEO of this place, and I went, oh, good assessment. Kind of figured things out. Yeah. Start your journey. Take the Get Clear assessment today. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash Get Clear. You can get it in the store at Ramsey. Liz is with us in Anaheim, California. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi there. Can y'all hear me okay? Absolutely. What's up? All right. Uh, first off, uh, super nervous, so sorry. No trouble. <laughs> um, really appreciate talking to you both, and uh, I was in Jade's uh, Zoom class. Awesome. Uh, for good, good, yeah. good. And uh, Mr. Ramsey, you helped bring me back to God. So. Wow. Well, I'm awesome. honored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to read my question because I'm so nervous. Um <laughs> So I have about $17,000 in debt, I'm about halfway through my debt snowball. It started last year. Um, I uh, Let's see, my parents offered to pay my debt off, and then I would pay them back when I'm able to. Should I go ahead and take this offer? Um, but my thing is, my parents, we have a strained relationship. We butt heads a lot. Um, they don't agree with the Ramsey plan. Uh, even though I've been following it, and they wouldn't have me continue to tithe to my church if I were to kind of do this with them. So, I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, you. Yeah, you know, you know exactly what to do, <laughs> don't you? I I think so. <laughs> yeah. What should you do? Just continue with what I've been doing. Yeah. And just tell them thank you, but yeah. I love you, but I got to do this on my own. You're exactly right. You're a sweet girl. You are. You're a sweet lady. Thank you for having a good heart the way you do. Um, it, you, you have reached a point in your life that you're now a grown-up. Mm-hmm. 
They're no longer your mommy and daddy. Um, nope. They're your parent. <laughs> they're now your parents. My mm-hmm. kid, my kids are grown like that too. They're, they actually have opinions that I don't always agree with. Go, can you imagine that? And you know what, <laughs> but, and you know what, I still love them and they still love me and they're allowed to do that and still be in the family and all that kind of stuff. I don't get to control whether they, how they handle their money, nor do I want to, mm-hmm. I don't get to control, uh, whether they tithe at their church. I don't get to control their spiritual decisions. Uh, I would obviously have an opinion about all of it. But it doesn't matter. I got opinions mm-hmm. about George, too. But he gets to make his own decisions. <laughs> He's an independent adult. And uh, we're friends. We can have a good discussion. We can have an argument, even. Um, a fun argument. Sometimes we do that. That's George and I do, and Rachel <laughs> and I do. My kid. You know, everybody. Th- that's all okay to do. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about control. Yeah. And I don't borrow money from family on principle. If they said they wanted to gift it, even with the strings attached, I wouldn't take it. And so it went from a bad idea to a terrible idea real quick. And the truth is, you don't need them. You're going to pay this off fast. You've been doing the hard work. It's giving you dignity to do the plan on your own without having to do this weird reverse allowance thing to your parents who you Mm -hmm. already have a strained relationship with. And it's only going to hurt the relationship if you take that money. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it worse, not better. And they're, they're trying to be nice, but they're trying to influence you to do what they want you to do rather yeah. than rather than letting you be a grown-up. And that's a control function is what that is. And the, I, they mean well. I don't think they're bad people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that at all. But you can't let um, folks interrupt your spiritual walk, interrupt your financial decisions. Um, you can learn. And you can have discussions, but you can't let people have control over those things, regardless of what they do. So George is right. Even if it was a gift, if it had no tithing and um, we're not going to do any financial plan you agree with, which happens to be ours in this case, then um, mm-hmm. that's a control function. And that's what you've got to stay away from. So you, you already knew what you needed to do. You just... It, but then say this out loud, Liz. Here, here's what's interesting. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your voice. If you took this money, you would feel like you were eight years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still feel like that a lot anyway <laughs> with yeah. them. Yeah. And that they, they, they return you to your childhood. And so uh, the reason I, I, I could hear it in the way they're trying to control and trying to lord over you. And um, yeah. I've had to learn that here at the office with my son work, working here and my daughter, Rachel, obviously on the air with me. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn if I'm going to argue with them, I cannot argue in my dad voice. <laughs> I have to argue in my friend that is arguing voice. Mm. That's a different tone, isn't it? Yeah. There's, yeah. There's nothing demeaning in that tone. That's just like you and your buddy over coffee or a beer having an argument, right? And that's kind of a fun thing almost. Uh, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a joyful kind. Con- it's a <laughs> conflict searching for truth. It's not a conflict yeah. searching for control. So, yeah. Yeah. That eight-year-old thing tells you the truth right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're what, 25? No, 32, turning okay. 33 this month. <laughs> are you, are you, are you single? I'm single. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever been married? No, my sister just got married actually a few weeks ago. Well, that's wonderful. Okay. 
Right. Yeah. I, I was just wondering I, what I was probing at is if you had been through something that hurt maybe and that this was an opened air open area in your emotions i'm not dr john deloney believe me but um yeah you just sound like a very kind sweet person that um is trying to find your own footing and this is a really big step emotionally even if even if this made you a bazillion dollars and it doesn't it's not Mm worth it's not worth the payoff no yeah so you're very kind, and I would just be that. Mom and Dad, I love you. Thank you so much. You know, I think it's going to be good for me. I've decided I've decided it's good for me to work my way through this, and I'm going to do that. But I appreciate, and I appreciate you cheering for me on the sidelines. Yeah. And just say that and just keep on trucking, kiddo. You're going to be out of debt in a year. You're amazing. You've already done a great job. How much has your life changed in one year? Wow. You don't even know. I can <laughs> I'm hear it. I'm hoping to do my debt-free scream in the fall. I'm so excited. I can't wait. All right, let's do it. We'll get it scheduled. <laughs> I'll hold on and make sure you talk to Austin before you leave, so he gets your, so you can get to him and make sure you get your debt-free scream set up. And you remind us of this conversation when you're doing the scream, okay? All right. <laughs> All right, kiddo. Way to go. Wow. Very cool. I'm proud of her. That's very neat. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Moms and dads, it's a very difficult thing. Uh, I think, I think George, um, it's the most difficult stage of parenting, having uh, uh, your children become adults. And I hate that phrase. I, I was writing it in a blog thing I was doing the other day about work. And um, adult children, that's a, I, I still don't know what to call my kids, my kids that are adults. Because they're your kids. They're not they're kids. They're not children. They're adults. My offspring that They're, are adults. Oh, that yes. worse I mean, you know, I mean, what do you call? Because adult children sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah, doesn't it? And, and so you've got to, moms and dads, you got to, um, man. Well, the goal. And I, I got. To, it's hard. It's hard to not just at Easter dinner not to go. You know, that's a dumb butt thing I've ever heard in my life. But you just sit but there they're and adults. Go, you know, I wouldn't say that to one of my friends, and so I'm not going to say that to a grown offspring <laughs> or whatever they are <laughs> oh, i love it i think mag meeker said it of, you know it, you, the goal is to raise adults not kids yeah raise functioning adults not functioning children that's andy andrews actually there, yeah. we, go. Yeah, there we go i knew it was one of your friends this is the ramsey show you've been gazelle intense you've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed and now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. John and Courtney are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Great, and you? Better than I deserve. Where do you guys live? 
We live in Blairstown, New Jersey, which, which is, is about an hour northwest of Nork, New Jersey. Okay, cool. Good to have you guys. Welcome to Tennessee. And here to do a debt-free scream, how much have you paid off? $169,900. I love it. How long did this take? 29 months. Way to go. And your range of income during that time? Approximately 160000 to 190000 Wow, very nice incomes. What do you guys do for a living? I am a speech-language pathologist. Mm-hmm. And I work in law enforcement. Ah, very good. Very cool. What kind of debt was the 170? Uh, there was some credit cards, a solar loan, a car, a truck, and student loans. Y'all were normal. Yep. Very but you normal. figured out normal sucks. Yes. Yes. All right. We're not normal anymore. You're weird now. Way to go. So what happened to you guys 29 months ago? What got you started on all this Ramsey stuff? So we actually came down to Nashville in October of 2019, and I attended the Business Boutique Conference. Oh, Yeah. And I took a picture with Christy Wright, mm-hmm. posted it on Facebook, and one of John's co-workers, Darwin, actually reached out to us and said, you're Dave people? You're and, Dave people. And John's know like, you who's were. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> who's Dave? I came to see Christy. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I asked him, uh, who's Dave? Um, and he went into that he's following your program. And then I think him and his wife actually came down in uh, February of 2020. Uh, and he sent me a text message asking if he bought me a book, would I read it? And I asked him what book, and he said the total money makeover. And I said, sure, if you buy it, I'll read it. And uh, February 2020, we wow, what, what timing? Yeah, we read the book, and then we're get all set for March of 2020 to start the snowball, and then the world shut down. And uh, but we still managed to work through it, and here we are. I don't guess it shut down in law enforcement. No, it did not. Did speech pathology shut down? So I was out of work for a couple weeks. I have my own practice. Ah. So that was more by choice than by any sort of law or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And was doing a lot of telehealth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. Well, you got options when you're self-employed. Yes. Yes. You can, apparently we learned that you can just decide if you're essential. (laughs) 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 It was interesting. So, hey, way to go, you guys. So right in the middle of a dad blame pandemic, you decide you're going to get out of debt. So did you put it on hold or did you plow on? We plowed on. Uh, Once you got on the horse, you're going to ride, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Very cool. So did the pandemic work in your favor because of extra hours or hold you back because of reduced income? I don't think it really did either, other than motivate us seeing that what could happen and why we should oh, yeah. have better handle on our money. Yeah. Um, but I did take on an extra job during the pandemic and have kept going since. I teach uh, graduate level students wow. via Zoom in the evenings when our son is sleeping. That's so. a great gig. Way to go. Hey, just for the uh, for the listening audience, uh, because a lot of folks that have uh, graduate level degrees like you do can do that and make some good money. Mm-hmm. Do you mind telling people what you get paid for that? I make about $35,000 a year doing wow. that. And you teach one class a year or two? Mm-hmm. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> when your kid's asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a nice side hustle. Very nice side you hustle. You guys are incredible. I, so thought, you, I thought that was going to be the case. Yeah. That's why I dug in. Yeah. So you were throwing over like half your income at this mm-hmm. debt. What kind of sacrifices were you guys making? How did you do this, especially living in you know a higher cost of living area where most people would say, You can't do this where I live. I don't really feel like we felt like we sacrificed that much. I always thought we overspent kind of generally speaking. Um, But once we made the budget and focused, it was a lot easier. Oh, we make great money. Let's just put it to use, paying off debt instead of getting more. Exactly. 
you don't realize how much nickel and diming uh you do when you're not focused on your budget and when you actually bear down and focus on it you realize okay well i spent ten dollars here twenty dollars there and it all adds up at the end of the month so the total money makeover you read that and then you just what listen to the podcast and did this yes listened religiously even our son asked us one day that if he marries a girl who has student loans he now will have debt right (laughs) wow that's incredible he's already picking out his spouse (laughs) sharp kid this is great you need to find this out in the third grade you have debt yet no (laughs) good stuff very very cool all right what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is i feel like it's so cliche but definitely the budget Mm -hmm. Uh, i definitely think it's also uh celebrating the wins uh, in the beginning, with the smaller loans, like you see it a lot faster. You're paying off, paying off, paying off, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you see the the loans disappear off our spreadsheet. And then once they got a little bit bigger, and it took you know longer to pay a, uh, a single debt off. Uh, once we got to the end of it, you know we we kind of celebrated either uh, with like a sushi lunch, as our, our son loves to have, mm. uh, or uh, you know something like that, just just to to keep the motivation going. Yeah, your son has good taste. That, wow. that, that free he, girls he, and sushi. Yeah, he definitely does have. How old is he? Place. Seven. Uh, he's seven. All he's right. going places. He's going places. He's got he's got a big future ahead of him. Very cool. So when you're reading through the total money makeover, or you're listening to the podcast, what was the primary thing that made you say we've got to do this? I feel like for a long time I had suggested to John that we budget in some way, not specifically the snowball or anything like that, but. Um, he usually always found a reason why we needed to spend the different money that we spent. <laughs> but once he read the book, he was very much on board. And, mm-hmm. and I said, you understand what this means. We like can't go on vacation. We have to sell everything that we don't use. He's like, yes, I understand. I go, okay. Wow. So for you, what, what was the thing that turned you around on this? Um, I don't know. I just uh, wanted to retire as a millionaire and uh, not have to ever worry about money again. So. Yeah. Long-term vision. Yeah. You bought, you bought the belief that you really can live like no one else and later live and give like no one else. Absolutely. So you came to Nashville to celebrate. What else are you doing to celebrate? Uh, we're doing a pool renovation right now. Um, so hopefully when we get back, the contractor will be starting that uh, the week or so. Yeah, be ready, be ready by the time the weather's warm in Jersey. Yes. yes. Very good. Very cool. Good for you guys. Very proud of y'all. Great work. Hey, we've got the Live and Give box for you. It's got the Total Money Makeover book in it, which you can give away. That's what got your journey started. And, of course, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, which is the next step in your journey, and the Financial Peace membership as well to go through Financial Peace University. Either use it or give it away. It's the Live and Give box. All right, let's bring this young genius up. Uh, You said he's seven years old. What's his name? Giovanni. Giovanni. All right. Very good. He loves uh, sushi and debt-free girls. This guy's crushing (laughs) the game. That's very good. He's killing it already. Good, good, good lineup. John and Courtney, 170,000 paid off in 29 months, making 160 to 190. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! Yeah! I love it! That's how it's supposed to be done, George. Incredible. And regardless of where 
people are at because they may look at this amazing couple and go, well, Dave, I don't make 160 grand or I have more. I have, there's always an excuse people have to not do the plan. And I, I love what John said where he just went, I looked at the facts and I realized I need to be thinking longer than what's happening this weekend and think about what does the next five years, 10 years, 20 years look like? And regardless of your income, you got to make a decision. You're going to be there 10 years from now. So where do you want to be? Yep. You're going, you're going to do something. You're going to work for 10 years. Where are you going to end up? Because you're going to do the work. Yeah. You might as well get the prize. You know, run as Paul says, run in such a way that you get the prize. You know, mm-hmm. it's you have to push on through and, and do this. It's the the moral of the story on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, now I guess thousands of wow. debt-free screams on YouTube, is you can do it. Yeah, talking to you. You're out there riding around your car right now. You're on the treadmill. You're going for a run. Talking to you. When are you going to decide to change your entire life and go through the process of starting with becoming debt-free so that you can build wealth so that you can be outrageously generous? It puts you in a whole new place, boys and girls. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, James 5.13, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Abraham Lincoln says, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. (laughs) He's got away with words. That's fabulous. Oh, Taylor is with us in Auburn, Alabama. Hey, Taylor, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and George, thank you for having me on. Sure, what's up? So my wife and I, for our first nine years of marriage, got all the way to baby step six and uh, change of jobs, stepped into ministry, four kids, and 10 years later, got $7,700 of credit card debt and a $7,700 credit card, or excuse me, a uh, car payment as well. And just knowing, wanting to know what to attack first, should I stop retirement? to start paying these things off, our budget is stretched, and it just seems like there's not a whole lot of options. Yes. I would definitely pause investing. How much are you investing right now? Right now, it's $350 a month. That's $350 more to throw at the debt. How much other money do you have to throw extra on top of the minimum payments? Probably if we stopped putting, we try to put $400 in savings every month too. If we stop that, we could, we could stop that and throw that at it as well. How much is in savings? $8,000 right now. It's dwindled a lot. $8,000? Yeah, I wish it was a lot more. Okay. Just making sure you didn't say 80. Okay. Um, what's your household income, sir? Uh, $130,000 combined. My wife is a teacher. I'm an executive director. Profit ministry. Where's all your money going? Well, a uh, 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Um, we've got 225000 left on a house, and we took a big step into um, building that house, um, purchased land and sold land, and it cost more to build than we anticipated. And so that's where a lot of the money went originally, and right now, just with four kids and life, we've really stopped eating out. We've cut as many expenses as we can. We've developed the budget, got the Every Dollar app, but it just doesn't seem 
life insurance policies, uh, four kids in four different schools, activities, et cetera. Four, four private schools? No, nope, four public schools, but got, got kids that do show choir and band and trumpet rentals and uniforms, travel, et cetera. Okay. Um, I still hadn't found $130,000. So are you sure you and your wife are doing a written budget on every dollar and both of you are agreeing for where every dollar is going? We, well, we started this month. Oh, I mean, I was, oh, I was okay. to- totally honest. I can tell you over the last year, year and a half. No, you haven't been. There's been money going out the door in places that we're going, man, you know, car expenses, getting oil changed, three cars, one needs a new set of tires. I mean, there's just all kinds of, yeah, but the like way you keep describing all of the, the way you keep describing all this is not executing a budget. It all sounds like chaos. Yes. It's managing it you. Chaos. You're not managing it. That's the, the, the way your verbal pattern is coming off. Okay. So yeah, I think you guys need to get on a really, really detailed in depth with the television off and the kids in another room detailed budget that you and your wife are really looking at and saying this month, how here's what's coming in this month here is what it's going to exactly. And I think there's more room in this budget than, uh, you, than you've described. And you may have to cut back on some things that are kid projects. I don't know, but that that's something you all will sure. look at and decide. But, um, but you know, you've got a thousand dollars a month. We know right there. And once you get the piece and the control that that detailed budget will give you, you'll be able to release seven of the 8,000 and start working the baby steps again. So stop all savings, stop all anything. You're right back at baby step one. You need $1,000, and then everything else goes on your other stuff. So sounds like we're going to pay off one of these uh, $7,700 debts. There's two debts that are 7700 Yeah, they're exactly the same amount right now. Um, Obviously, the credit card's much higher percentage. Would you start at that one and then move to the car payment? Yeah, all things being equal, I'll choose the percentage, and it sounds like they're equal. One single credit card? Uh, One single credit card, yes, sir. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think I'm getting rid of that and have $1,000 in the bank, and, and that's month one. And then month two is we're aggressively attacking the car and getting rid of it. And then month three is we rebuild the emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. That's baby step three. Uh, and, and you're going to be there by Christmas. Okay. That's where you should be mathematically. Um, and I think you could be there sooner because I, I can't, um, you know, make sure you haven't got a bunch of stuff coming out of your check at work. Are you getting a big tax refund? No, uh, paid federal $317 and, okay. uh, got 2000 back from state. That's about right then. Okay. All right. Good. There's a lot of money leaks happening. I, I, I would stop the, uh, over, over withholding on the state. If you have the ability to adjust the state without withholding, without adjusting the federal, I would, I don't know how your state functions on that, but I'd try to do that because you're obviously over withholding a couple hundred bucks a month on state. And, um, yeah, that's that, that right. There's a thousand bucks we found between those three things to get started on this, which means in seven months, the car, the other cars. Oh yeah. yeah. And you so. freed up the credit card payment. So you're going to throw that on top of it. That's, and true. that's how the snowball rolls. So I think you can do this in six months easily. Yeah. And, and the emergency fund too. I think there's more room than a thousand dollars in there that you should find. 
Um, but you know, you just start looking for nickels and dimes. And then when you get the emergency fund rebuilt, that's baby step three, then you're back to four five and six and four is you're putting 15% of your income into retirement. Five is kids college savings. If you're doing that, you need to stop it for a little while until you get this mess cleaned up. And, um, what caused you guys to do this is you were, uh, not working a plan, not working a system and everything happened to you instead of you happening to it, the house being overbuilt. Uh, the purchase decisions that didn't, that you didn't have the money to buy instead of saying, no, you bought them anyway. And, and, you know, and that's the stuff happening to you instead of you happening to it. Money is a wonderful slave, but it's a terrible master. Mm. That'll preach. It's amazing what happens and you start paying attention and going, oh, we could do better there. We could do better there. We can cut that. Let's get rid of the whole life. Let's get term. And all of a sudden you just find a thousand bucks in your budget. Another thousand. Yeah. There's probably two thousand in making that hundred thirty grand. Yeah. I'd find another thousand if I were you. Yeah, I think there's twenty four thousand a year out of hundred and thirty that you can get your hands on to clean this mess up and to rebuild right quickly to where by this time next year, you know, you, you could be aggressively putting into kids' college if that's in in play. Sounds like you got some teens, you gotta get ready for that. And um, you know, you'll have your emergency fund in place and you'll have no payments but your house payment. And that house payment's not completely out of control with $130,000 income. It's really not your problem, but this out of control thing is what your problem is. You've been tail spinning on the ice for a while mm-hmm. and um, you can hear it. It's amazing to me that people make six figures and they're still living paycheck to paycheck. And the data is showing us this, that there's increasing numbers of people making it's six figures vast, still struggling. vast majority of them, over 80%. Dude. And everyone's blaming inflation and all these things, but really yeah, it's our out of control spending. Yeah, he wasn't blaming anything. He was blaming himself, which is, that's a healthy thing, not to shame yourself, but to just to say, okay, recognize I'm the, I'm the problem and therefore I'm the solution. Mm. And our behaviors are the problem. Our chaos is the problem. So the solution is push the chaos out with systems and processes, very deliberate hustle and grind, leaning in, very detailed. And, you, you know, that's how you work. You, you know, you just work the process, just work the system, just work the system, just work the system. And then all of a sudden things start to come into control and there's margin emotionally, there's margin relationally, there's margin spiritually, and there's margin mathematically. Mm. It all starts to come. But you have to, you have to impose your will on life or it will impose its will on you. That's the one of the best days of your life, looking back, yep. is when you realize, oh, I'm the problem. I can fix that. Yep, it is. It's, it's very, very empowering. It's not shaming at all. So good stuff, man. Thanks for calling in, Taylor. That's a really good question. Excellent, excellent, excellent. George Campbell, good show today. That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there is ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.